I would actually even be okay with them swapping Lorna out for like a Nightcrawler. Mm, or like, actually, let me take that back. I take that back. I would swap okay. out Lorna for Magic. Mostly because, like, I think that teleporting would be kind of cool in that game. So, yeah, I picked those five because I think all their play styles and stuff would be different. I guess I could have Magic as, like, a side character. You know how they used to have Blink in the X-Men Legends games? She was just there to teleport you. I guess Magic could do that. Not a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Alright y'all, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Another Relaunch. I am LZ. Hello everybody, I am Keenan. What is up, Keenan? How are you other than you happen to have some chapstick on your lips? <laughs> I know, right? They were a little dry. Um, <laughs> I'm doing very well. I had, I've been having a really good weekend. I went to like this Real Housewives of Potomac event oh, yesterday. Fine. Um, I love them. And I got to see like my favorite housewife, and so that was really nice. And I got a little tipsy. No, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave away like some goodie bags, and I got like a fan that I don't know how to use. I realize you know how like a lot of gays like have their fans that the they like. Affair. I yeah. can't, I can't do that. Oh. Yeah, I was like trying. It fell out my hand. It was getting stuck. I was like, this you is. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel your just. <laughs> 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 I'm good. You know, I've been out here uh, trying to get it all together, uh, looking for a new car, um, you know, um, doing the research on that kind of stuff. I'm such like a over analytical person where I'm like, oh, I got to compare all of these things and like make sure I'm making Mm -hmm. the right decision. (laughs) I don't um, I don't like to drive. So Um, (laughs) I don't like to drive. I don't like. To. And then where I live, like how I live in DC, it's like everything's very close to each other. I can either like walk, uh, metro's right there. Sometimes Uber, I, I, but I, I don't. I like being in the car for a long time. I don't either. <laughs> but you know, I ain't walking too many places. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and get started with these comics of the week. And uh, first up is Wonder Girl number two by Joelle Jones. And she was the, I think she was the artist for parts of it, right? And then there was another artist, Adriana Milo, who did some some parts of the book as well. Oh, she complimented her style really nice on this book. Cause I actually didn't they did, yeah. That. Yeah. I thought that was really great that they kind of like had similar styles. I think she did more of the flashback stuff while Joelle mm. did the uh, the stuff with um, Yara. Um, and I thought this book was pretty good. Like it's, you know what? Let me not say pretty good. That's a lie. I was about to say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I meant to say pretty. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's very pretty. Um, Joelle Jones, her art is, I mean, stunning. It's stunning. I mean, it's, it's unmatched. But the story so far, like, I thought I was going to be living for Yara when the whole Wonder Girl thing kind of got announced and everything. But 
it's just they have been like circling with this prophecy thing about what she's supposed to bring about for the Amazons and we got to find her and and you know in this book we even get a a cameo from Cassie a wonder girl who like I really like but I hate this costume that they have her in with this skirt and this jacket thing um <laughs> oh, that's because she got de-aged right She's I like think so. A yeah. 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 DC, whatever. Um, but they bring her in, and like uh, Hippolyta tells her that you know you have to go out and go find Yara, and then we have some of the other other Amazons trying to find Yara, but no one has said why. It's just been this big mystery. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not as it's interested. Giving, as be. It's giving Naomi 2.0. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you have it. It's giving Naomi 2.0 and beautiful art, but the story is not grabbing me. I don't know what the story is, and the people look good, but mm-hmm. it's just not enough. Not this time. It's just not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> well, you know, I and can't. we have to say that sometimes, you know. <laughs> Sometimes like, it, it just it just can't be just enough that this is beautiful, but yeah. So um, uh, I would I would give this issue uh, a two point five out of five off the strength of the art alone. Yeah, agreed. It's I I wonder if this series is gonna go to business. I feel like a lot of the hype surrounding Yara has also just kind of died down immensely. And even when I think about all of the other characters who have future state arcs, they're kind of moving into those next roles. Like we see Jackson is about to become Aquaman. We know John is like they're pretty much saying he's Superman at this point. Um, we have there was someone else. The uh, Joe. I mean, Damien from- is out there doing his thing in his solo book. Damien's moving up. Uh, Joe, the Green Lantern girl, she's like coming around. Uh, yeah. Jace is Batman now. So it's kind of like you see all these characters moving into that next step and getting to the next spot, and Yara's just, well, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I saw that they had some stuff for her in the future when she actually does become Wonder Girl. And, you know, she's with the Amazons and everything. But, like, I guess I'm waiting for her to get to that point. And we saw a glimpses of that in the first issue with her in that costume or whatever and, and kicking ass. But like, yeah. I don't know. It's still only the second issue. So there's still time, I guess, to get there. But um, was there a hiatus between this issue and the last? It felt really long, but I forgot it was coming out. Like I did not know until I checked my email and I got that comicsology. <laughs> you know yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like it's been forever, but. Huh. I think it's just took forever. Huh. We'll see. I may give it one more issue after this one, and then we'll we'll see what happens. But it's 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 clicking down for me. I think it might honestly be the style of writing. I love Joelle Jones, um, but I remember a lot of people said they had similar issues with some of her Catwoman issues. Very beautiful, great to look at, but the issues tend to feel a little bit empty. So I mm-hmm. wonder if that's just her style. Could be. Uh, definitely let us know what you guys think about that issue. All right, up next is Justice League number 64 by Bendis and uh, Steve Pugh, and the Justice League Dark Backup by Ram V and Sumit Kumar. I know you're still only reading this because of the backup, yeah, because I know like, nothing it, happened in the in Justice League. And the Justice League issue was bad again, and it's uh, Bendis speak, 
we literally go through like four pages of this book with Naomi talking about how she needs to be trained on this power and all this stuff like that, and they never say what the power is. <laughs> like, like Bendis is really dragging it right now. <laughs> it's it's getting it's again Yara. You, she's hitting that Yara, Naomi 2.0. Um, there is some checkmate stuff that's in this book that is like someone's hunting Oliver and Black Canary while they're out on a date. And they're like, oh, he's part of Checkmate and they're looking for Green Arrow. That brings me back to Manhunter and I love Manhunter, Kate Spencer's character. Um, but in space, there's this united group that is coming. They tried to uh, fight this one guy who's coming to Earth to kill Superman, allegedly. And sure enough, Superman's like, oh, we need to get everybody out of here. And they're like, why? And he's like, I don't have time to explain. But then the guy gets there, the issue ends. Um, a lot of been to speak. It's just it's not really interesting. The thing with Naomi's kind of dragging. This issue clicks down a little bit more also just because uh, we do have a guest artist and the guest artist is fine, Steve Pugh. However, he's not Dave Marquez. Right. And it's just kind not of not like many are. Yeah, and so it just <clears throat> kind of like really I think whereas even I would say with Marquez, there was getting a point where his art couldn't really carry the weakness of the story. It was just still super pretty to look at. This artist <laughs> <laughs> this artist style is also nice to look at. It's just not as pretty. So it's kind of like hammering how bad some of this actually is. Um, but then you get to the Justice League Dark story, and that's really good. Ram V is reunited with Sumi Kumar, and uh, he has like the warrior who came from the 13th century, who was one of uh, Arthur's knights. She runs into Batman. And they have like a nice little interaction about like just figuring things out and her trying to get this weapon. The Justice League Dark team, we have Zatanna talking to Ragman and she's like, oh, thanks for joining the team. I don't know if you remember, I told you, but Ragman knows Zatanna's secret that she has the upside down man in her body. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, she thinks he's joining the team so he can like get souls for his suit. And he's like, no, I just know how life can get upside down for some people and I want to be here to have your back. And she's like all shocked. So everything about that is good. I honestly planned on dropping this book. <laughs> like truly, like I think I tweeted and everything. I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to do it. But then I remember the future solicitation has the Justice League Dark team going to Atlantis and teaming up with Aquaman. Oh, they got you. Well, <laughs> I'm paying five dollars for eight pages. <laughs> it's sick. It's sick. I mean, but, but that's what. Um, but I really like the Ram story, and I, I really enjoyed the way he actually wrote Batman, how he kind of, like, played his role in the story, and I'm excited to see his Arthur, and I'm excited to see the eight pages of Atlantis that I'm going to get, so. You win some, you lose some. Well, maybe next month you will finally be getting some clarity on Naomi's powers, or they'll just be still talking about... It says, like, new, uncategorized mega power. That's her blurb. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that. <laughs> good luck with that. Up next is Swamp Thing number five by Ram V and John McCree. Is it McCree? Sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong. Uh, yeah, I would say McCray. McCray? Yeah. How is this? Oh, this was excellent. <laughs> okay, still great. Okay. <laughs> Ram V. Um, this issue, um, so John McCray is the guest artist, uh, filling in for Mike Perkins, but also still very good, moody. We John Constantine makes a special guest appearance in this issue as well, where 
we just have the main character Levy. He's kind of talking about how he's been obviously affected by the green and he's the new avatar of the swamp thing and then he gets pulled away into some case where this girl has also summoned constantine using blood magic and she's like oh they're like fascists running up and through this place they're killing everybody i haven't seen my friend um there's like this weird magical energy in the air that i can't really get down packed i need your help so they're all drawn to the same thing basically during world war ii a nuke came like into the ground of course and it just got stuck there it just never exploded but there was also this magical energy that has like warped the energy of the nuke and it captured the guy and it just started apparently making everyone fascist because the bomb <laughs> just had the bomb had like the energy of the hate of the war and all this stuff like that and it was getting uh, amplified through this guy and he's got it's got it's got this really nice horror body uh horror page where he's got pipes and things stuck through his body like imagine someone entangled by vines mm-hmm. that's the pipes but they're like oh yeah it oh, looks dope. okay um and so constantine and swamp thing work together the bomb gets transported away swamp thing destroys it he has this whole little monologue about the just like history of man and like their relationship with like hate and fear and becoming more open it's really nice I think that's also why I like this book. Someone sent a message to another relaunch and they were like, hey, do you remember how comics used to have thought bubbles and like mm-hmm. the words and stuff? Um, and I was like, yeah. He was like, I never see those anymore. And I was like, I've actually seen interviews from certain comic professionals talk about how it's just something they kind of moved away from. And I think Ben just tried to bring it back for a little while in one of his Avengers books and it didn't really catch back on then. And it was just like, I think I've actually really missed that in comics i love yeah that, like a long pipe and like swamp thing gives me a ton of that and so it's just like this is great <laughs> um but i also realized i think that's just something that ramby is really good at in general because now that i think about it that's a uh a habit he has across all of his books even that justice league dark story it had the girl alana just talking about her life you get really invested in these characters it's nice to be invested in characters again that feels great, right? Yeah. <laughs> it feels great to have your fave, like, have some kind of, like, great characterization and that inner monologue. I wish we did get kind of back to the having that again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I may have mentioned that before, that that was actually what has made the current run of Captain Marvel better than past mm-hmm. runs, because mm-hmm. Kelly Thompson brought back, like, the inner monologue, so you kind of see more of the reason behind their actions and like how they feel when they uh certain things happen around them um i wish they got back to that i feel like they moved away from it because like that it's a lot of text on the page and then like you want to give more emphasis to the artists right yeah 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 no i agree with that i feel like a lot of it was done to let the artists be get the credit they deserve in telling the story because they're a big part of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely what would you rate this book a four out of five for sure. I think John McCray's art is different in the way that Mike Perkins is, is a little bit more. Perkins kind of goes on a more realistic tier. Uh, I think John's much more comic wise, but he doesn't miss at all. Like it looks just as good. The writing's strong. I'm really interested and invested in this new Swamp Thing character, Levy. And we still get callbacks to the old ones. Like when Constantine and Swamp Thing come into each other, he's like, yeah, I've known you as like Alec Holland. And he's like, yeah, he's still around somewhat. He's like, in the spirit of the green. Okay, so they still like make mention to it, they don't ignore it. Yeah, so it's, it's okay. just a really good book. I love Swamp Thing. <laughs> right. 
All right, y'all. Definitely go check out that Swamp Thing goodness. All right, up next is Hellions number 13 by Zeb Wells and uh, Rohe Antonio. And um, uh, did you read this? Did you drop this? You dropped it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Just me. I am still enjoying Hellions. Um, So in this issue, we get it's post uh, Hellfire Gala. Um, it opens up with we kind of learn what this whole new like baby that we saw Nanny have previously oh. in the issue where she was kind of taking care of this this baby. We learned that it is actually an um, an AI, a self replicating AI that happened because of Krakoan tech mixing with that Smiler tech that they had gotten attacked by. It created this like AI, this AI baby, and Nanny's been taking care of it, and now she's like obsessed with it. And of course, that has turned off Peter. <laughs> and um, we we get He's some exactly we get some touching moments between Peter and um, Gray Crow, and uh, they go in, uh, <laughs> build their guns together and clean their guns and try to like uh, calm Peter down or whatever because he's feeling away. Psylocke also is pulling away from Grey Crow. He is trying to move closer to her, but she is like, you know, don't, you don't know me at all. Like, don't get closer to me because obviously she's got this thing with Sinister. And speaking of, Sinister is having a whole throwdown with himself because the Sinister that died in, um, oh, fuck, what was it? Not Avalon. Um, the one that died in. I, Ameth, yeah, the one that died in Ameth had returned. He didn't really die. And mm-hmm. so we get this very funny scene between the two Sinisters fighting each other. And uh, then the actual Hellions show up and they learn that that whole mission that they thought that they were successful on actually was not <laughs> because the Ameth Sinister is like, oh, you didn't even tell them, tells them the whole thing. Then the entire Ameth uh, squad shows up because uh, the Sinister that we thought was ours was actually being mind-controlled by that Ameth telepath, and they showed up here to ready to fight the Hellion. So next issue, we're going to be getting a a rematch between them. So uh, that'll be pretty interesting uh, to kind of see that go down. So yeah, I've been having a pretty fun time with Hellions. I'm not too invested in any of the characters, but it's a fun, a good comic, so I'm I'm still in. I give this issue like a 3.5 out of five. I really I really like the art, um, and the colors, and I still I really enjoyed the story. It sounds fun. Yeah, it's fun. I really want to know more about this like this vile group and how they're gonna uh, fight the Hellions. So did uh, uh did he create these? They like popped up in the Hellion X of Swords tie-in, didn't they? Yeah, this that team, yeah. Okay. I think they were I think they he created them. Yeah. Okay. That's always nice. Yeah. I like that they're like still keeping these villains around and bringing them back. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Great issue. Um I think that I would like I still would like the roster to get a little bit more uh diverse, I guess I should say. More women would be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, we would love to see more women on the team. But uh, instead of just Hylo- instead of just Psylocke in her bathing suit. Um, I mean, what so. else is Psylocke going to do? Now see. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
You gotta do her like that. She is that's her iconic costume. It is. <laughs> it's her her you know, her look. It absolutely is. <laughs> okay. Um Next up on the list is Immortal Hulk number 48 by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. And uh, we're winding down here. These are coming out to the last few issues, right? Because it ends at at 50 and my heart is breaking. Mm. This issue is excellent. So um, Hulk has basically been living as his own, on his own, like as his own entity. Bruce's soul is like trapped down in hell that we're calling it by the leader. And he's kind of just been operating everything on his own. And so this issue he has dedicated to Betty Ross and Hulk and their mm-hmm. relationship. And like she's kind of got this, they found out like after she died, she's basically uh, was affected by all the radioactivity. She's absorbed a ton from being with Bruce and the Hulk for so long that she is also now her own radioactive gamma monster. Um, Harpy is what she is. And so oh, yeah. basically the issue is just Hulk telling her that he loves her and how how he's different from Bruce and she loves Bruce and but Bruce is wrong in this way and he's right in this way and they're just kind of going back and forth over the ups and downs of their relationships and he's like you know I'm here as this man telling you that I love you I want to be a good guy I want to do like good things blah 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 do you believe me do you love me he turns around she's gone oh damn <laughs> she's gone damn that was uh, that's that's sad. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like while they're in there arguing and yelling and stuff, She Hulk is also there. Uh, she joined them last issue. She went with Hulk uh, when they were fighting the Avengers. But she's like secretly still texting the Avengers, saying, "I'm here. I got everything under control. I'm working on the issue. Don't worry about it." But then um, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four are also on the side. Like we're working on it too. So that's all probably going to be crashing down in the next two issues. Um, really good just it's it's i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna miss the hulk wow i never but thought like, i'd say that yeah i don't i never thought i'd say it. and i honestly don't think i'll ever say it again because <laughs> i've already seen like preview pages of the next uh hulk run that's going to come out after this and like what it's kind of supposed to be about and it is once it's like moved back to what the hulk was. this has always been such a different just kind of refreshing innovative take on the Hulk and just there's this entire scene where he's talking to Betty and he's talking about the relationship Bruce had with his father and how it kind of helped to just how he deals with uh, people in his adult life and like how his dad used to hit him when he was younger and how he used to watch these black and white TV shows and just like trying to find this goodness and like how it became fear it was, it was just like some good stuff like whoever talks about this with Bruce Banner you know mm-hmm. um, and now he's gonna go back to punching people and breaking faces <laughs> So, and then it's like again, you just have like the effect of him and his gamma radiation affecting people, and like now he's got his own little monsters to deal with. I'm gonna miss this version of that. You know, I'm gonna now that it's coming down to an end. Obviously, I can't jump in now, but I'm going to have to come back and and read this entire Immortal Hulk run because uh, all I've ever heard were nonstop praise. From anyone that was reading it. From beginning to end. I'll never forget. I got into it very late as well. I forgot. I was going on a trip somewhere. And I was on a plane. And I remember somebody had just said, like, oh, yeah, this book is really good. And I think at this point it was at, like, issue 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. And I 
I think the first, well, I want to say like seven issues were on Marvel Unlimited already. So I was just like, well, let me do it. And I was like, oh, damn. So as soon as I got off the plane, I like bought the next few issues. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to get caught up. And from start to finish, it's just been great. Good stuff. Definitely check that out, y'all, if you want some good, excellent writing, some good superhero fun. Um, up next, speaking of superhero fun, is X-Men number one. And this is by Jerry Dugan and Pepe Larraz. And uh, wow. <laughs> it feels great. You know, mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. great to finally win. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. Um, and the X-Men are here. They this, are. They are they here. Are. They, are, they are making a stand and they are here. Um, and I am... Very into this new team and very into this uh, this relaunch. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of this issue, we find out how the entire uh, kind of terraforming of Mars has pretty much impacted the rest of the rest of the world. Yeah. No, which is which is funny because I think I saw a while ago you tweeting how you were <laughs> wondering how can people think that the X-Men would be villains when they just saw them terraform the world like that would be scary and that mm-hmm. is that ended up literally being the premise <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I was saying like how could people not think that like some people might see the X-Men as bad guys like <laughs> that's kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much that's in that's exactly it what this book is. <laughs> so um, there's the villain here who basically had been planning on going Go, to Mars, to Mars. going to Mars. <laughs> and <laughs> sure enough, you know he's getting ready to launch his 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 plans. And on the news, you see that the mutants have terraformed Mars in a way far beyond that he was even capable of doing. Cap- capable oh, of doing. <laughs> I know natural power. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that of course sent him into a rage. And instead of taking it out on himself and wanting to be better, no, he blames the mutants. So they need to pay for the being better, <laughs> I guess. Okay. So of course, here we go. That's a great setup for we got a whole new villain that we're gonna be getting from from this this era, which should be fun. And um, then we get are introduced to the treehouse, which is the new place, op- the op- operations for the X-Men, which I actually really like. Now, the oh. name has been a lot better as far as, you know, not naming um, it just the treehouse, but it's cute. I don't even mind the treehouse. I think if, if Scott, they said, like Scott said, he picked the name Scott up, right? Scott picked it, yeah. I feel like that lies in character with Scott. It feels very, like, corny and That's true. straightforward. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Which is Scott. So yeah. Yeah. And I also really did enjoy the the way that they named it the uh, Sanaka Village. Mm-hmm. And um and called out, you know, where they weren't taking over the land without rep without uh paying homage to what was actually there before. Yeah. Um and this was an actual uh village, I believe, in in New York. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, then we get uh, my girl <laughs> Polaris showing up late <laughs> and uh, you know entering the room asking where are the sidekicks because 
Aren't, isn't that who's supposed to like carry the bags <laughs> for the superheroes? Um, <laughs> how, how, did, how did you feel about Jerry's Polaris? Because that's oh, true. Okay. Yeah, it's spot on. I think it's uh, it's very nice to finally see uh, her being back in action. Okay. Haven't been able to really see her personality, and I don't know since uh, X of Swords creation. Okay. You know? <laughs> Um, okay. The power of the House of M must never be questioned, as she said. <laughs> as, she, as she mocked her father, you know? She's very smart-mouthed <laughs> and mm-hmm. playful. Okay, that's good to see. Well, that's good to know that you think Jerry's hitting her. I'm interested to see. I saw some... Um, also, I, saw I love some... her assertiveness. You know, she's very much the one that's like, I'm going to jump in and do what I got to do, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't always pay off. Yeah, because she almost got squashed that first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's her. Uh, okay. Um, I think I think I like mostly everyone's voices. I didn't. I'm, I unfortunately didn't care for the way Jerry wrote Wolverine. Mm. Um, she that that. I'm not the biggest Laura fan, and even I know that Laura is not just Logan with claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, and like, and I feel like that's always kind of been like the premise of Laura is that how she, she is not Wolverine, she's not Logan. So, whenever I find writers who kind of write her as a male Logan, it's a little like, oh, that's odd. You don't mm-hmm. know that about that character? That's basic. By now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. Think I, I'd assume that maybe that she, I'd probably get more of a spotlight later on. Uh, mm-hmm. because I mean, even the scene that she kind of had in here, she just was like, kind of attacking it wasn't too like focused on her um but yeah i had a great time with this issue it's mm-hmm. fun superhero stuff it's get it gave me what i've been missing <laughs> from the krakoa yeah. era which is not only polaris but uh just some fun like action yeah i i agree with that and i think i love like you said how it brought the big superhero action feel back i love the like scene of when the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and all of them were like, oh, we're 30 seconds out, we're right around the corner, and Jean's like, you know, we're here on site. Hopefully we'll have it done by the time you guys get here, but we'll appreciate the help. It's like, you know, you know, I haven't been a fan of hero versus hero stuff in a very long time. This is so true. Thing, <laughs> so one thing <laughs> seeing the hero is just kind of like getting along and just saying like, oh, it's good to have y'all back. Like, come on, all I need is a scene of like Jean and Scott on a date and they're going to like run into Superman or something on the street. And I'm going to be in heaven. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want. That's all I want. Just like, have it all up? exist in the same up, world. Yeah. Um, but no, very fun, very classic, very superhero feel. It was nice. It was nice. Lorna I got think to be powerful. Love it. Lorna got to be powerful. Um, I think that this issue kind of also does a really good job at showing not the individual, but the team. I don't really think this is a book that's going to be about the individual. It's going to be about like them as a team and kind of growing together. I think even in the spot where after Lorna kind of threw up that big metal uh, sphere to protect them from that uh, telepathic probe, you know, they were talking about what they were going to do and everybody kind of had their own plan. Like Wolverine's like, oh, just let me smash it. Lorna's like, let me do this. Sunfire's like, I can just burn it. And then Sink's like, you know, I got an idea too. And it's one that like we'll all do together and like work together because, hey, that's what we got to do here. So love that. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that scene for exactly what you just said, because it kind of told me that they aren't a team. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, they weren't like the ones where, 
you I've seen in other books where they people get together by happenstance and then all of a sudden they just feel like a team like automatically. Whereas this one, like you said, they were in that dome and everyone wants to spout out like what they can do and like, oh, I got these powers, I can do this. But like, that's <laughs> not the way you like, can handle no. this. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they grow, how it continues. I think this, this like just this title of X-Men and like the Hellfire Gala and the voting thing, it's just gonna be really interesting to see over the next few years in general. Mm-hmm. And again, like, do you, when this eventually does get to the new team, you think it's still going to be Jerry writing it, or do you think we'll always switch creatives with each new iteration? I'd assume you switch creatives with it with new variations. I think. I don't know how I feel about that. Would you want the same writer? Do you have Jerry just keep going and just a different team? I mean, I, 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 w- I would say yes. Like, I wouldn't mind a new creative team, but also I think of like, oh, what if it's a creative team I don't like? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, hmm, I could just be consistent with Jerry or like be surprised every year. I also Which... don't expect this team to just be this team the entire oh, no. run. Oh, really? You think other people will come in? Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, some changes happen. I don't think it's going to be this same. Is it really? seven of them on this team? I think so. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be this same seven for, for 30 issues. I think that like some well, people may come in and guest star or whatever. I don't think it'll be 30 issues. I think they'll do. I think it's going to be like a, like a yearly thing. So every year we get the Hellfire Gala, like the year the book will end. So I maybe see like 12 to 15 a year. Mm-hmm. If we get like a double shipping once a month or something like that, huh. but uh, yeah, that's how I, that's how I would just always interpret it. Also, something. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What would you rate this issue? I would give it a four out of five. Mm, like a four point five. Yeah. 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 Four point five out of five. I'm definitely giving it a four point five out of five. Um. Like I said, it's really, really nice to finally see Polaris's personality shine through and <laughs> to finally see my girl get uh, be able to kind of like flex her powers and really be herself. Uh, like I've said before, she's not like the superhero type to want to just charge out and be like the hero. She's more of the defender and wanting to like protect things. So, of course, she sees this giant squid, so she's going to stop and protect everybody from it. And I really enjoyed the the metal dome, the building of that giant, uh, you know, X Megazord <laughs> at the end that she made. Uh, yeah, great issue, a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what everybody does. All right, I'm here for. We're here. We're here. This is the age of Polaris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Green Queen is here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's take a break and then we will come back for another rewatch. And welcome back. (laughs) We are here for another rewatch, and this time we have Loki episodes four and five. How are you feeling about Loki? I'm bored. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. chase. You know okay. me. 
I'm a direct kind of girl. So let's get straight to it. And I'm bored. <laughs> I, I've never been super into Loki. And you already know, y'all already know how I feel about magic, first of all. Um, <laughs> but like that aside, um, I've never been super into Loki outside of him being like the villain or whatever for the heroes to kind of overcome. Um, and his whole uh, like mischievous actions and stuff like that can be fun to see. But I don't know. This show so far for me has been kind of boring. I will say that like these most recent episodes, four and five, have been more interesting than the previous three. But still, I'm like, I guess I'm more excited to get to the end. <laughs> I'm just ready to see whoever it is, you know, at the end of all of this. Mm-hmm. And and we can get to the end and move past it. I um I do agree about the the part about being bored. I think this is a very boring show. Um, and unfortunately, again, I think it just kind of comes down to like the chemistry of this cast. I'm, I'm still really not into Sylvie and Loki and the relationship that they seem to be building. And I know we can talk a little bit about Mobius kind of confronts him. It's like, oh, you're like liking her and falling for her. And this is a version of yourself. And it's sick and it's twisted. And that's unfortunately just not grabbing me. It's honestly just kind of making me like not want to see her even more. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> um, or just them together, because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not into it. Um, I think that, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the shows yet, I think that the whole concept of them getting pruned and not actually, like, being dissipated, but instead being teleported or transported to, this, like, other little universe and the cloud, uh, Elias, that's coming to uh, eat everybody and kill the matter, I thought that was potential to be interesting. Yeah, but it didn't really hit for me like I wanted to. I will say that it's beautifully rendered. I think that episode five, especially like um, just the CGI and the dynamics of how everything looked, it's been the best that the series has looked so far. Um, watching Sylvie and Loki kind of work together to enchant Elias, watching Elias like just run through this valley of all the other things, the alternate Lokis. Um, Old Loki and that magic was really cool. Oh, I, won't lie, I won't lie. I won't lie. You know, I, I he, talk about not liking magic, but like the visuals sometimes give. He, he, <laughs> so. he, he did that. That He did that. Um, I was also, I think we talked about this in the last episode, but you see how the black guy Loki turned out to be the traitor? Mm-hmm. It's always the black guy. <laughs> it's always the black guy. I mean, um, but I think if you're, a, I think if you're a fan of Loki comics, um, then these two episodes probably hit a lot harder for me. And I think that's the thing. I've never really been too much into Loki in the comics. Yeah, I love Asgard. He's a part of my deep dive. I just haven't started it yet. Um, but I think, like, seeing all the different forms, I know there's that one uh, page by Russell Dowderman that has, like, a bunch of different variations of Loki and throughout Marvel. And, like, we saw some of those here in these two episodes. So that was a fun callback. Um, I think Ravana is still pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, she's uh I, I i enjoyed the differences in reaction between her and mobius like finding out about the tva and the time keepers and all of that and they're probably again i actually really like that friendship i will say that those are the two most dynamic characters of the show for me like even when they're talking and she kind of says them she's like a friendship like this isn't conventional like in what we do that's like i really love them and what they built and like how she actually did seem to feel a little bit upset when she told them to prune him even though she still did it. She still did it. <laughs> she's, she's got a job to do, and I respect it. Um, yeah, yeah. But I really, I, 
I wish there was a little bit more of them in some of the earlier episodes because I feel like that would have kind of helped draw some things in for me. Yeah, I did enjoy the the way that they kind of broke down that the TPA was like made all of variants and uh, B fifty two having her memories uh, brought back to her and um, you know her kind of turning on the TVA and work basically working with Sylvie was really cool to see. Um, yeah, I liked I liked Mobius in this. Uh, he's been great. Um, the time loop that they had with uh, Loki and Sif <laughs> was cool. I wasn't expecting to see Sif again, so that yeah, was yeah. Really I, I looked, I looked up. I was like, oh my god. I was like, oh my god. I, was like, yeah. I was like, is she finally done filming Blind Spot? She can come on back <laughs> to the Marvel side now. <laughs> I was like, that's what's up. Um, yeah, that was fun. But again, I think that's the thing that this show does for me. It like has a lot of things that seem cool or like seem interesting. It just never. I don't know, it just doesn't move me completely. It's like always in theory. It's like I'm right there on the cusp and it just doesn't get me. Um, and then when Sylvie and Loki get together, man, I am just bored. I, me too. And I think it's for I think for me it's because I'm finding it hard to believe his like this like redemption arc that he's on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's because I don't know if they're trying to say that he's so able to quickly get there because he's a younger version of himself or something but like the 2012 version of Loki that we are experiencing this show through literally just tried to conquer Earth <laughs> with with like the Chitari and worked with Thanos just before all this happened so for him to just like fall for this very this variant of himself and like they're in love and all that kind of stuff just feels yeah, kind of forced a little bit for me, so that that ends up making me like not really believe at all. Um, and I guess I think I think believe is actually a word because I I think that's just kind of also the nature of Loki. We are kind of always having to question whether or not he's being genuine or real or like truthful. And so it's even if I felt as though this was something to get invested in, it's just like again, is he just playing the part? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and again, I think that's one of those things that should feel a lot more interesting to me than it actually is. Are you gonna feel a, a certain type of way if he doesn't betray Sylvie at the end, and he like tries to be a good guy? Mm, or do no, you think that you expect that? I I don't know if I would expect it. I wouldn't say I would be upset by it. However, I would not be opposed to it just because I don't really enjoy Sylvie. <laughs> so. <laughs> What did you think of the other Lokis, though? I thought Kid Loki was fine. I thought Old Loki was great. Alligator Loki, the joke didn't really move me, but I thought it was fun Uh for people who did click with. Um, It was was giving, um, like, Pog Yurag. Yeah. I did not like Pog. Yeah, I might not be, like, the, the, like, crocodile lizard fan guy mm. um, but Black Loki betrayed everybody you know saw that coming mm-hmm. uh, I thought the vote Loki thing was kind of cute that was uh, fun I wasn't expecting that when they had that in the trailer mm-hmm. I always thought that that was going to be our quote unquote Loki I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it to be just a variant like cameo thing which is is fun yeah, well, that was nice. Are you um next episode? I didn't the last believe one. that like Mobius was able to find Sylvie though so quickly. That didn't make sense to me. When he when Sylvie got there, actually pruned herself. 
mm-hmm. and she's like trying to run from that cloud, and all of a sudden oh, he, he shows he up in that car. car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mobius is a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> Knew where she was. He, he's a crafty place. man. He's a crafty man, you know. Um, I say so. But yeah, that was that. Uh, ne- the next episode is the last one. Yes. Yes, it's the finale. Yeah. Okay, so we're finally going to get to the end of it. Do you think we're going to see Kang, Mephisto? <laughs> no, but I do think that Kang has become the new Mephisto of this show. <laughs> I, think, I feel like every time something happens, everyone is like, "Where's Kang? Where's Kang?" Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I don't. I don't know if the Kang may be making their debut in this yet. Um, I have a theory. Oh, no, tell me your theory I have, first. Yeah. I have a theory that at the end of time, beyond, like, the the end of time that they're trying to go for, um, is going to be... I hope it's not, but I could see them making it another Loki. But I hope that it's not. Oh, yeah, a fairy. <laughs> so I don't think much deep, deeper than that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually... You know what? I wouldn't be shocked if it's a Loki, but I want it to be the Beyonder because Ooh, I be kind of want this to start to like drop hints towards Secret Wars. So I hope that like when they go there, it's the Beyonder that's in this castle or whatever. And that's going to start to like start to drop the hints that eventually, who knows how long down the line, that the MCU is going to head towards the mm. Secret Wars. But I would also not be surprised if it's just a Loki and they like make it a joke. So I do not want to be 50 years old going to see Marvel movies. We got to do something. I'm gonna have to. I will be. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta stop the aging process. <laughs> I will be right there, 50 years old, watching pushing some kids out the way. <laughs> X-Men number six, tracks number one. <laughs> um, no, that was um. Do you have any guesses for who you think is going to be at the end of time? No, not really. I I don't know. I think I'm I'm excited to see, like, kind of what happens with Ravana. If they're mm-hmm. going to keep her in, because obviously she's trying to get to the end of time as well. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with the C... What agent is she? C-50? B-50? B-11? Uh, B-15 or C-20? B-15? Uh, yes, What's B-15. the actress? Name. But she was in Lovecraft Country also. Uh, B15. The dark skin one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, B15. B15. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on with her. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. This might be a spoiler for some folks, but uh, the Marvel Studios Canada, they posted like a tweet about all of the Loki variants, and they put her in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do they do it on purpose? I don't know. So, but like everybody's been like tweeting the account. They're like, "Are you gonna take this down?" They're like, "Is this a spoiler? Did you just let us know something?" They're like, "Kevin Feige's on his way to Canada right now." <laughs> That's um, funny. So that was funny. So I was like, oh, "It would be interesting if that actually happens." <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I'm just unfortunately this is probably like on the lower tier of the Disney Plus show so far for me, um, and. I think I'm also ready to get to the end, but just so it can be over. Yeah. And I think that it's that is more of a personal choice because I yeah. think if I were a bigger fan of Loki, this would be a fantastic 
show probably. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say they love it. And one of my homegirls, I was actually talking to her about yesterday. She's like, oh, I love Loki. And I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. Enjoy it. Have yeah. fun. You know, I'm loving, like I said, I love seeing everyone, like, super excited for all this, like, comic book content, you know. Keep it coming. The Golden I'm... Agent. It's not stopping. We're getting, no. like, we're getting really, really great stuff soon. Like, Moon Knight's coming. She-Hulk's coming. Um, uh, Hawkeye. Haley Steinfeld is going to be Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Yes, that is awesome. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a good time. Yeah. How would you how would you like rate this show so far? Would you recommend it? Yes. Okay. I do think it's still a well-written, well-produced show. It's not one of the but I especially if I knew the person was a fan of Loki, mm-hmm. I would say go crazy. Um, I think if you're a fan of time travel and like things that involve time and stuff like that, I think again this is also a show I would recommend to you. But if it was like somebody who like, I knew from like the street crew who was like, oh, you know what's going on with Daredevil, I'd be like, you know, you probably not gonna like Loki. Those aren't the type. Of- <laughs> I'm not gonna recommend Loki too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I would still recommend it for you know the MCU fans and people who like this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but especially if you like Loki. But if you were like aren't really into that, then it probably isn't going to be your tea. But I'm excited for the finale. I do think that is going to impact a lot of what is going to be coming up in the MCU. I am still convinced that they're going to be doing these kind of like pockets of areas of movies instead of there being like this big overarching Thanos thing where every like kind of corner will have their own villain. I think that like whatever uh, we saw Valentina building in um, Captain, uh, Captain America, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, and what we're gonna be talking about next with what she's been building up towards. I think that like um, like they're gonna have a corner, and then I think whatever WandaVision and Loki, that's gonna be building up towards whatever kind of multiverse corner. I think they I think they also threw Spider Man in that corner too because that's the easiest way for them to kind of write him out <laughs> since they, you know, <laughs> they can't really use him forever. <laughs> so yeah. best to throw him in the magic multiverse stuff. So then that way you can kind of get him out of me too. I mean, but I, I would I, be opposed to that. I can, I can hang out on the magic in the street side. That's cool. Yeah. I think that You'll they're building Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully we can get more of this with Eternals and, the Marvels later, we get more cosmic space stuff. Um, and then hopefully my favorites can stay up there for a bit and not have to come down and save Ooh, the rest always. of you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, All right, y'all. Uh, well, let's take a break and then we will come back for another rewatch of Black Widow. We are back for the double feature. Yes, we are. Another rewatch. And this time, hopefully everybody's seen it by the time you listen to the show, because I'm going to let you know right now, spoilers will probably be flying. Yeah. Um, but we are here for the much long-awaited, highly anticipated Black Widow. She's had a long road coming down, baby. Yes, she All has. Right. 
This, this is, was supposed uh, to come out back when? I think last May, May 2020. She's She's been, you know, shout out to her for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we were all making our jokes and like saying our little piece. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I really enjoyed this movie a lot more than I anticipated to the point I've actually watched it multiple times already. I have my friend's uh, Disney Plus account. He has premiere access, so it's been like, <laughs> just, whenever I had like a free little few hours, I'm like, oh, guess what I'm putting on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched it. I didn't watch this in the theaters. I uh, I have Disney Plus and watched it on premiere access at home. So I've been rewatching it a bunch um, for specific scenes. And like you, I was kind of shocked that I liked it more than I than I thought I was going to. It was actually pretty good. Um, you know, this movie stars Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, and we get uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, and uh, they are fantastic. I will go ahead and already say that the MCU has made an enemy out of me, and <laughs> um, <laughs> and we will reevaluate that status when the next time. Someone from my faves list appears, which I don't know when that will be, but for right now, they've made an enemy out of me, and because wow. I am, uh, you know, I'm not into that Taskmaster at all. Taskmaster the scenes were hot. Now I will get, I will say that the action scenes were hot. The yeah. action, the action throughout this movie was really, really great. Task, okay, let's, let's, before we get into that, let's talk about Taskmaster first. <laughs> Now, for the fans of Taskmaster, we down bad. <laughs> of Taskmaster, what's 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 his real name? Tony Masters. Tony Masters. For the fans of Taskmaster, Tony Masters, this is not your Taskmaster. Okay, it's not. <laughs> and you know, I personally <laughs> was okay with the review. You know, I like Taskmaster. But he, he's not, I'm not really too, like, shaken up about him. But I was thinking, you know, we could still see Taskmaster in the future. But he's, this character, Antonia, who was the villain's daughter, <laughs> it's just never going to be Tony Masters. And, like, yeah. there's no way that you can take this version of her into becoming that. And so I do feel for the Taskmaster fans that you've kind of, like, missed out on the We've been chance. bamboozled. <laughs> Bam, bamboozle. Um, I was convinced that they were gonna give us something. I knew that they were gonna have him be like more of like the silent killer mm-hmm. or whatever in this movie because again, it's not Taskmaster. The movie is called Black Widow, so I understand that. But like at the same time, I expected like some kind of personality or something to make it more interesting. Yeah. But like. Every movie, superhero movie, most people come out of it and at least talk about the villain. Yeah. And I didn't see anything about Taskmaster. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy because I remember <laughs> you tweeted. You tweeted. You were like, you know, I'm not seeing anybody talking about Taskmaster. What's going on with my boy? And so when I was watching the movie, because I think I watched it uh, before you got the chance to. So when I was watching the movie, I'm like watching Taskmaster on screen and it's the beginning and it's early in and I'm like, yeah, like Taskmaster is hot. I'm like, mm-hmm. these action scenes are given. Like when they were coming through in the uh, tank chasing Yelena and uh, Natasha, I was like, okay, this, I'm like, I'm terrified. Oh, yeah. I was like, why? That bridge scene is one of my favorites in the MCU's, like as far as like hand to hand fighting and stuff. That was dope. I was just like, yeah, why is nobody tweeting about Taskmaster? <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know, 
<laughs> and then we got to that reveal yeah. of Antonia and the <laughs> microchip and the just like I was just like wow I was like and, oh this is this is why you know on. for me it was it would be cool if they changed you know Anthony Masters Tony Masters from Anthony to Antonia that's cool yeah but like if you wanted to have a silent, just assassin character, you could have picked any other character because that's they like the complete opposite. Picked, they could have picked Finesse. Could have picked the Girl finesse. from Avengers Academy who like has the exact same powers as Taskmaster. Just Antonia could have been Finesse. And, like, has, I, don't really I think she like thinks she thinks uh, she's his daughter. So that could have been a cool intro mm-hmm. to like bring in the actual Taskmaster. You know, um, Wow. It just wasn't it. It was not it. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was not. It was not. Again, like I said, if you wanted to use like a silent character assassin thing, cool. But like, uh, Taskmaster is so like uh, all about the money, you know. And he has his own personality and everything. And he's like kind of <laughs> his whole tagline is "Need a bastard? Call Taskmaster." And Although it's although this Taskmaster didn't die at the end, I don't see this Antonia character, you know, uh, becoming Tony Masters, whose ringtone is Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't see that. Wow. So I guess Tony I guess Taskmaster is done, <laughs> and you know, uh, there's. I mean, I have other favorites. Look, you know, I have other favorites, so... You know, I think this is... This is a little bit of the ebb and flow that you get when you're on top, you know? Some of your faves are up here. Some of them are not. You've got Polaris up here right now. I do. I can't win all the time. <laughs> right. So it's, it's got to be a balance. And you just got to take fair. it. And it's cool. Um, but the action scenes were great. Oh, Speaking absolutely. of action <laughs> you know who else had some really good action scenes? I don't yeah. know. Do I even want to talk about her yet? Should we oh, even? Yeah. Uh, is this early? Yeah. We you know wait? what? Let's 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 wait for a second. Let's give a let's okay. give a, a a quick overarching story of the of the movie, the film. The film. The film. Yeah. So you know we open up and this movie is supposed to take place after Civil War, mm-hmm. um, and Natasha is on the run. It opens up with you know uh, we see General Ross, who I think eventually is going to become Red Hulk. Red Hulk. Yeah, I got that. I don't think I don't see them bringing him back around this often. For no reason. For no for no reason. So I think he's gonna end up becoming the Red Hulk, and we see him and his whole squad trying to get Natasha because you know she didn't sign the accord. She's on the on the run, and she's like, "Leave me alone," because she's already gone. <laughs> like, which you know, and I was tweeting about this uh, when I was watching. Well, like on my third watch of the movie. But you ever realize in like spy movies and stuff like that, they're always going to Norway. Like they're well, always but, things but are a little like, more over there. It's, like, no, it's just like it's just so far and it's just like so quiet. And I feel like if I'm looking for somebody, I'm gonna start in Norway now because it's like this is such a small town. They've only probably got like a population of fifteen. You think you're not gonna notice like when this random redhead, this random Russian redhead comes pumping through <laughs> with her with her new car and then like gets a trailer to go live out in the woods. Of course I'm gonna find you. You're a spy, Natasha. <laughs> no, they You're think a spy. no one's gonna look there. That's a vacation spot, not a hideaway spot. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, clearly, we see that was not the, uh, the case. Um, 
so yeah, she's she's out there hiding with her nice um tall mixed man who <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Matt. <laughs> right, Matt? Um, Bruce got some competition. <laughs> right, right. Had. Um, if any, because that dude's way better looking than Bruce. Um That's you know. true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh she's out there, then she ends up getting this package that was left from her from the Budapest or Budapest, as she likes to correct people and say. Um, and then we find out that it's been a little note basically sent to her by Yelena. And uh, she's trying to get out of town with it, ends up getting attacked by Taskmaster. Um, dope scene. This entire um, like action scene on this bridge is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow tries to do her signature head mm-hmm. flip thing. And in the middle of it, Taskmaster flips it right back on her. And mm-hmm. take her down, which I thought was iconic. Really cool. <laughs> you know, she was shook too. She, she looked up. She was like, "Oh, she, it, it, was kind of, it was like that mix." I remember, uh, never forget. Like there was one time where uh, villain was able to use Betsy's psychic knife on her, and she was like, "Oh, is that what that feels like?" <laughs> like I don't like that. I love a good moment like that. So that was really mm-hmm. cool to see. Um, and honestly, that whole fight was dope. When Taskmaster yeah. kicked Black Widow over yeah. the bridge and into the river, that was awesome. Um, so, love to see that. Then we basically get Yelena coming in. And I have to say this. I know this movie was called Black Widow, but it should have been called White Widow. Well, wake <laughs> but, it up. Wake it up. Wake it up. This was the movie. Let's okay. talk about it. Um, my favorite thing about this movie and Yelena was just the subtle thing that they were trying to really emphasize that you do not want to mess with Yelena when she's got a knife in her hand. Okay. <laughs> I thought that that was really, really cool that they kind of like to show that like um, Yelena's not only a badass, but like she's even like more deadly if she gets a knife in her hand because that entire fight scene with her and, and Widow in that apartment, which I think... Yeah, she was tossing her around. around. She was but tossing you- her around. Okay. That place look like like they film a lot of action movies in that yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> you you always see it when somebody's in those type of situations or environments like. I'm like, is this the same building that was in Atomic Blonde? Or uh... <laughs> it's always that type of little hideaway. Like, see. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's where she was. Been. Which is fine. I thought just thought that was really interesting to see. And yeah, that entire fight was dope. And uh, Yelena was swinging her around. And when <laughs> when she got Natasha off of her and looked over and grabbed that knife, that was when mm. you knew it was it was gonna be <laughs> like even Natasha was like, oh gosh, <laughs> she's like she picked that thing up. She said, um, you know, and I think I really like obviously I'm an action girl. Everybody knows that. Like this is what I'm here for. Um, so like not only to see that action scene rendered so well, but there was still a lot that you could pull from it just in like how they were fighting. You could tell that Natasha didn't really want to hurt Yelena. Even like from the moment when she first walked in there, they are like guns pointed at each other and she sees Yelena for the first time and she cracks a little smile and it's just like, oh, look at my sister. Uh, it's like, she's all grown up now and it's just like, she's a killer too. <laughs> um, because that is one thing I will say and I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later is that I think this movie did really well was the family aspect of it. Yeah. Like, the whole beginning scene of like seeing them um, deep undercover and kind of like living that life and then just the reactions that 
we see it. So again, like Elena said, she's like, I sent it to you. You're the only super person I know. But it's like, that's her sister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna call you, girl. And it's like, and I knew you were gonna come. So what's up? <laughs> um, I so. did think that um, the family moments were fantastic throughout this movie. Um, but damn, they need therapy because. Um, oh the jabs that they were taking at each other were always so below the belt. Like, even in that scene while they're in Budapest and these widows are coming to attack, Yelena was like, uh, where's an Avenger when you need one? And it's like, <laughs> the damn, you. girl. Yelena was dragging. <laughs> she was like, she came, she had some problems. <laughs> um, I think, you know, once they kind of like Get to the scene, they're being chased by the widows. Uh, we get the one widow, she kind of like falls off the ledge, and we see that the guy's controlling her to kill herself. So Elena's kind of giving her the lowdown of everything that's been happening. And we're in that one little, they're in the like shop, and she's asking her, like, why do you do that thing? You know, like <laughs> her hair. And she's like, you're posing. And she starts mimicking her poses. And then her and Natasha start going back and forth, and she's like, you know, you're a trained killer. And she's like, we're both trained killers. She's like, I'm just not the one that's on the front of a magazine. I was like, ooh, right? I, like, ooh, I know that's done. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I was like, oh, my sister's upset right now. Um, so they both in there talking about being trained killers. I know that cashier was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, uh, I, was, I was in my head. I was like, I think I just did said that I was just either assuming that he didn't understand English or that they were like speaking in Russian and we were okay. just like in English. That's how, <laughs> that's how I, my head came. Because, like, otherwise... <laughs> I'm sure he was like, uh, <laughs> uh, whatever y'all want, it's on the house. <laughs> um, so that was really good to see. And then uh, the scene, they work together. They end up going to go save their dad, quote-unquote, um, Red Guardian. Yes. Really loved David Harbour in this role. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Like, I was actually laughing at just about everything that he said and he did. Mm -hmm. Um Another thing, you know, I love that the people were working their accents. You know, they used to use them a little shaky with some of those accents every now and again. Mm -hmm. But they came to Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody was on point. Um, the entire scene of them, like, trying to rescue him and then, like, ended the causing the avalanche to get away from that and just how they're kind of bickering back and forth, even when they land the plane. And... He, they're like upset with him, but he's like, No, I'm so proud of you two. Like, you killed so many people. Like, he was <laughs> <like>, genuinely <laughs> <really> proud. <laughs> like, it was like really nice to see. I love that about him. Um, I kept so it was funny. There was like a scene that comes a little bit later because you know, obviously, they go to find Mother Melina, Rachel Wise. Also, she's very funny, has a nice little dry humor that I loved in this movie. Yeah. Uh, because now they're on the run looking for the Red Room because Yelena says that it's back, you know. Uh, I, I like that we learn throughout all of this that, you know, back in the Avengers movie, Natasha said that, you know, she had this red on her ledger and there was this mission in Budapest that went down. And now we learn that the mission in Budapest was her taking down the Red Room with uh, Hawkeye and defecting to S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but now we learn that. Uh, that didn't really happen, girls. <laughs> you, you didn't really all the way kill him. And uh, now they're trying to go take down the Red Room. So they, they uh, get to Melina. And uh, like you said, her dry humor was a lot of fun. Um, yes. She's fine. I love, but I also did still love, again, like I said, and this is where I guess the family thing is really well done well here, is 
all the little nuances they kept giving back to show that, yeah, we know we were spies, we were deep undercover, but, like, that little three years of family, it was real. When they got into, like, her uh, place and, like, she had all the little knickknacks similar to the home, I was mm-hmm. like, this is cute. I was yeah. like, come on. Uh, yeah. I actually really appreciated the acting in that scene as well. Um, and the way that they were getting to, along together and the way that they wrote Natasha's character because I felt like some too often they have the family moments like that and then the main character uh, will be like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And they have these like heartfelt moments and, and about remembering that past time and everything is like really soft. But I appreciated that uh, Natasha was still like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> this um, is cute to remember that stuff, but like we, that was still a mission. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess maybe that's just me and like my issues with ScarJo and her acting. I'm still kind of having trouble buying her as I guess like the even though she is kind of like cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one of the things that they really tried to build up around Natasha is that she's like the heart of the Avengers. She like really cares about all this stuff. I still find it kind of hard to buy when she's like trying to care about something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they bring up bringing like oh it was her family and she'll like give a little smirk or something and be like oh those are my family but you don't really believe it. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, girl. Um, but no, agree. I appreciate the acting that again from Florence who stole the show. Florence, yeah, and just you know when Lantasha was saying like it wasn't real and she's just like can you guys not say that she was like that's literally all I ever knew as family it was the best mm-hmm. three years of my life and it was a lie and, and she's you keep going no I was just saying you got like the dad over here saying how he's bored and it was like horrible for him you got this little redhead she left me like <laughs> she truly didn't care um, yeah. and then mom I just haven't seen you then I come to find out you're you're creating the mind control uh, serum that is like made me this killer that I am and like had me kill the girl who was trying to get me out. So, yeah, it's deep. I appreciated that she even brought up like everybody here is keep talking about how it didn't matter, but no one is mentioning that like I was the youngest one <laughs> dealing with the same stuff that everybody here is talking about. Um, yeah, and even the conversation she ends up having with Alexi and she tells him like you know. You keep talking about how you want to be put back into the field and how you want to be Red Guardian and how we're just the mission that was annoying to you. But, like, to me, you were everything. So, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you think it feels to hear that, like, the thing that I thought was everything was just a chore for you? Um, so I, This was her movie. Yeah. This was yeah. truly her movie. <laughs> <laughs> Elena was giving this movie. Um, very much so. Um, and shout but... out to the people who are checking out the... The comic book right now, definitely pick up the Black Widow comic because it yeah. is also giving some fantastic Yelena that's just like this. And you know what's so crazy? Like, I went back and started rereading some of those Black Widow issues just to, like, see. I, I've been reading. Yelena has not been in many comic books, all right? <laughs> I, I, will, I will admit that. Yes. Um, but I've been, like, trying to go back and read some of the miniseries that she had to, like, feel. And it's one thing I will say, she's always consistent. And, like, mm-hmm. kind of her sarcastic humor. Uh, you can tell she uses a little bit of a defense mechanism. She's kind of got a smart mouth. But, again, they always say she's very deadly. She uses her blades. And reading Kelly Thompson's Yelena, I truly feel like it was Florence. 
like the depiction right? was <laughs> Yeah. I was like, this is literally lifted out of the comic book. I was like, she is genuinely a perfect Yelena Belova. And I was like, this yeah. is like really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, and I don't think the comic was out while they were filming, because they filmed this a while ago. No, I was just like, oh, I was like, does she like read the script or something? Right. <laughs> I was like, what does she know? Uh, but I, I, I just thought that was dope. Again, but that's what really just made me love Florence's performance even more. Because I was like, oh, this is truly the character that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, and then final act, now we get the the act of everyone going up against the the Red Room, and they find out that it's actually in the sky, which was kind of, mm. I thought it was a really that was, cool That was cool. That was actually really yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really dope reveal. Um, so that's been in the sky. They get up into the red room, and now it's you know uh, the big spy turned action stuff, which I actually thought was pretty cool. Um, I wasn't expecting, even though I probably should have, because it's a spy movie, and like all of them have the like the twist the reveal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, every spy movie has the I'm taking my wig off because it's really this person. Yeah. <laughs> And then the, that was actually a really nice scene. And that, I really appreciated that entire segment because of the simple fact, one of the things that I remembered off my first watches, I was kind of saying like, uh, I wasn't really a fan of like some of the decisions that Natasha made. I was like, you know, I felt like, especially when she was fighting Taskmaster throughout, a friend of mine pointed out to me, he was like, she never really like switched up her fighting style to like mm-hmm. try and beat him. But then I was like thinking about it, I was like, oh no, like Natasha's a spy. Like the goal is never to like, beat them conventionally in that type of way. Like, she has to get away. Like, even, again, circling back to the uh, the bridge fight, when she kicked, ta- when Taskmaster kicked her away, I'm pretty sure that's what she wanted. That's why she yeah. kicked her away. <laughs> she needed yeah. to get away. Like, she's like, I got what I need. Like, and so, she's seeing a spy that, exactly. Like, she's a spy. And so, seeing that and, like, doing all the stuff she did, but then also getting those flashback scenes of her and Rachel, like, making the plan. And it was like, okay, like this is a great Natasha to see and one that I don't think we've gotten emphasized a whole lot in the MCU prior. Like, yeah. she's a smart girl. She knows what she's doing. She's doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's uh, She's got that spy, like, mentality, you know, she, she, where she has, because she isn't the Hulk or the God, or, you, know, you know, when Yelena took a jab at her and said, you know, um, I'm sure the god from space doesn't need to take Advil after every fight. Um, and because she can't do what he can do, she has to be like more tactical and think about stuff ahead of time. So it was cool cool to see that she thought about this before and made up this plan with Melina. And we saw that it was like a whole double cross at the mm-hmm. end. Um, even, um, I will say, her girl boss moment was still even handled pretty well. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> we she all knew did. it was coming. We knew that it was there was going to be some kind of moment where she was going to be, you know, um, have her girl boss moment. But I thought that it was handled very well. It wasn't, you know, yeah, it didn't throw you into the wall and like slam into your face, right? movie, you know. But that one fit, though. <laughs> uh, no, uh, really great. And again, I, so one thing I also really loved about this is, like, as we get towards the end and she kind of faces off against, like, the villain and then we get the big Taskmaster reveal and all that stuff. Um, and she kind of, like, breaks her nose to start fighting him. And then the widows come in and then they have their big fight scene. So I was saying I personally have never felt like Natasha really had, like, her fight scene moment. Like, Cap on the elevator. I feel yeah. like... 
I feel like she's done a lot of great things. We've seen Natasha like kick ass, cut through people like no problem. But however, it was always either overshadowed by somebody else because it was their movie or it was like in service of the other character. We've never seen her be able to get down and get dirty. And I was like, I really appreciated that this movie allowed that for her. And so like when all the widows came in and she's like fighting off all these girls, it's like, yeah, like this is your moment, sis. Like, right? do your thing. I was like, all right, do your uh, thing, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so I was like, I was like, it's, it's, I was like, it's like 20 girls in here though. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh huh. Absolutely. Um. Eventually, she does kind of start to get a little beat down, which you expect. <laughs> like I said, it was like twenty girls. <laughs> um. But then uh, Yelena comes in. She has the bomb that has the antidote for the mind control. Freeze those girls. And so at this point, and so since I've watched this movie a couple of times now, it's like right at this point is when I feel as though the CGI kind of starts to take a nosedive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, every time I'm watching, it's like, okay, the girls are free. She's like, what happens? And then it's like the explosion start. And I'm just like, oh, the red this part of the movie red. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's still, I think it's still a pretty enjoyable fight. We see uh, them going through this space station is exploding. It's now falling out of the sky. So everyone's trying to get to the aircrafts to get off. Eventually, we run into the villain. What's Druig? Drake? How was his name? Um, Drakov? Drakov, yeah. Um, you know, we see him getting on his plane about to get away, but Yelena is on top. She has her little moments, slice up her staff. Now, Ooh. now I will say that I personally didn't think that the CJ CGI was too, too bad. Um, you know, sometimes I give a little bit of leeway uh, depending on what's being done in the scene. Like, okay. um, you know, I'll always give Aquaman like its praises because all that stuff was underwater. So like, that's pretty cool though, what you could do. Um, so I give it a little bit of slack. I thought that as people, as the Red Room was falling and crumpling apart and mm-hmm. Natasha was like falling through it, like, and, and making her way through the sky, I didn't think that was bad. This moment with Yelena, <laughs> where <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> the CGI yeah. looks a little, it's looking it a little. The, the expo- and it, it was really just some of the explosions for me. It was very, have you seen, um, what's that movie on Amazon Prime with that, with Star-Lord, uh, Tomorrow War? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, you should watch it. It's, it's, it's bad. Um, but, <laughs> We should actually rewatch that. Oh, a, so if you have not watched Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime, I really do implore you, please go and watch it. Um, and I think we should also rewatch it and talk about it on the show. Uh, but it is like horrible. And there's these, <laughs> but so there are these moments in the movie where it has like these really great action scenes. And then out of nowhere, it just gets ridiculous. So <laughs> there's this one part where they're like fighting off all these people and these bombers are coming to the town and they're like, oh, you got three minutes for the bombs. But the scene lasts like 10 more minutes and you're kind of like, <laughs> all right, where are these bombs at? And so then the next thing you know, they're just like dropping bombs all around them and they're just like jumping from these explosions and it looks awful and it's just like, what is going on? Why are there all these explosions right now? And so when I was watching this and she's like running through the uh, corridor and like shooting out the glass and like there's explosion going off here and then she jumps off and there's another one there and I'm just like, all these damn explosions happening right in her face <laughs> and she doesn't get caught by a single one? No. Yeah. I just thought it looked very obvious that she was like on a, <laughs> there was a blue screen behind her. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's when it got a little rough for me. But I did think the fight in the air was nice. I thought that was fine. 
I love Taskmaster is just drive. Like that was the that was the uh, mission parameter kill hot. So, if I ignore all things that involve Taskmaster's reveal and just look at just the action scenes, it's fine. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> just excellent. Um, but Natasha eventually frees her. She's mm-hmm. no longer mind controlled. The family is together. We see that Melina's a little bit injured, but they bond a little bit more. We um, see the other widows return. So Yelena goes off with them, and you know, I guess she's gonna be leading her little spiders. It's like they're doing <laughs> just like in the comic. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Natasha, we see General Ross and them come out. Now, then we get the scene of her later. She's got her new Bob. <laughs> she does. Yes. Yes. New Bob. Got, her blonde Bob. Bob. <laughs> but before even we talk about the blonde Bob, did you see? So I need you to go back and watch Black Widow again. So the entire scene where the widows are coming up to Yelena, one of them has on the Winter Soldier wig. Really? Yes. And like, so I, I kept going back to rewind scene because I was like, oh, do all the girls got on Natasha's wigs? Um, <laughs> but she's like, she's like, I, I'm pretty sure she was the Asian girl. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. But if she was the Asian girl. She had on like a little Auburn Civil War. I mean, War Winter Bob. Soldier wig. I was okay. like, come on, Bob, Natasha. <laughs> I was like, I'm here for the homage. I love it. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's the most fun thing. Everybody go back and watch it so you can see her. Like it's right. It's it's a quick shot of her, but it's like as they're walking up, she's like towards the front of the group. Cause I look, I was like, oh, <laughs> I know that Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bob. Um, I uh, I thought her little blonde Bob at the end was a cute little. <laughs> she's got to go back into her thing. It would have been fun to see an additional scene on how she got away from Ross. Ross and them. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. Yeah, um, that would have been nice to see, but whatever. She aspired. She found a way. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we get that after credit scene. Yelena uh, comes to see Natasha's grave, and uh, in comes Valentina, and Yelena tells her she's not supposed to be bothering her during her vacation days. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and uh, then she also tells her that she wants a raise. <laughs> yeah. And I love Valentina's response, like, don't, don't we all? <laughs> She's like, no, so do I. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. We all want a raise. Um, mm-hmm. And she lets her know her next assignment is going to be um, Hawkeye, Clint Barton. So uh, now we see why Yelena will be in the Hawkeye show. And... Um, do you think that they are doing a Dark Avengers or a Thunderbolts thing with this, or like a mix of both? I think it's gonna be more Thunderbolts. Mm. Um, then like a Dark Rain, Dark Avengers kind of thing. I, 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 I think I think Dark Avengers could still be its own thing. Okay. Like yeah. I kind of would like for Dark Avengers to still be its own thing if it's something that gets done. So I would prefer to keep this kind of simply Thunderbolts, and I love that for the Yelena. Yeah. Because I I was kind of worried I was. I'm not gonna say worry, but I was like, oh, I wonder if you know they're gonna kind of start a redemption to obviously like having her maybe be an Avenger, but I much prefer this route. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm really excited to see more of those two interacting. I love Julie Weiss. Now hold on. I just realized something. That just means your favorites are gonna be fighting. Because isn't Echo also in Hawkeye? She is. But I, ooh, ooh, that's gonna be good. <laughs> you know Yelena and Echo are oh, definitely gonna fight up. each other. That's a yeah. matchup. 
Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really need Hawkeye to come out. Now. Oh my gosh. I need Hawkeye to come out right now. Never thought you'd say that, right? I never thought I would say that. <laughs> That's here, here we are. Hyped for Hawkeye. The MCU, they know how to get you. <laughs> They'll bring you in. They can do it. They can do it. Um, but overall, very much enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, the Shout music was also access. I'm gonna definitely gonna watch it again. I don't need okay. I don't know if obviously I've done it a couple times. <laughs> um, I don't know if like people are also into like music and films, but I love listening to musical scores. The music of Black Widow was hit. I'm actually mm-hmm. I've downloaded a few tracks. I'm going to be listening to them in the gym, mm-hmm. and I'm ready. Especially think of, even go back and watch the bridge scene and just like the music for you. I might go back and watch that scene. I really liked that scene. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I'm going back. I'm going back. It actually kind of made me want to play the Avengers game. I, I thought about that too. <laughs> I thought about that too because I was like, oh, I was like, like they got oh, like a, yeah. I was like, they got like a Yelena skin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I need to cop that. Um, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, but then I also just really didn't enjoy that game that much. Mm. I I liked it. I just needed more. It got repetitive. It did get repetitive really quickly. And that was my only thing. I was like, I feel like if they could have varied the missions a little bit more here and there, um, then yeah, I would have been a lot more into it. But then I just kind of found myself like I'm literally doing the same thing. And then, like, although you know, I like AIM, but like they used AIM for exactly what I like AIM for, which is like something for the heroes to fight, you know. But like yeah. that can get repetitive if they don't keep adding new content. Yeah, um, I will say that. And I also agree with, like, with the characters. Like, we should have had a, a few more characters from the job. Or they should be coming out a little bit more frequently. Way more frequently. Because I think now <laughs> they've only added uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Kate, both both Hawkeye. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's ain't going to bring me back. Black, um, Black Panther's about to come. Um, but he also comes with a whole new expansion and new missions. Mm-hmm. Which I think that might be nice. I'm just well, stupid for Captain Marvel. I was about to say, the whole guys did as well. It's just not the characters we want to play with. They're just yeah. not the ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm also convinced that, um, like, this version of this game, like, every, like the gameplay and all that, is mm-hmm. what they're going to do with the X-Men when they finally get to them. I see them doing this exact same kind of, like, online, mm-hmm. these are the characters you can pick and do that whole kind of thing. I can see that. And if that's the case, they also need to get their servers ready because that is going to be, like, the game. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully they start us out with at least like eight characters. Ten. They probably do that. No, you get just the usual. If you had to pick five, who would you put? Um Storm Polaris. Uh Cyclops Gene. Um Colossus. Okay. Just because I would want like I would want different play styles and I pick those five. Okay. Okay. Is that that's just like a dream? That's not like a- I actually may I actually to be honest I would not I would actually even be okay with them swapping Lorna out for like a nightcrawler. Mm, or like actually let me take that back. I take that back. I would swap okay. out Lorna for magic. Mostly because, like, I think that teleporting would be kind of cool in that game. So, yeah, I picked those five because I think all their play styles and stuff would be different. 
I guess I could have magic as like a side character. You know how they used to have Blink in the X-Men Legends game? She was just there to teleport you. I guess magic could do that. Not a bus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Don't do my girl like that. What did you think of the movie? (laughs) I I thought it was great. I would rate this movie, honestly, like an 8.5 out of 10. Agreed. 100% 100% agree. Even 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 though they've made an enemy out of me, like that yeah. aside, that aside, I can still recognize that it's a, a solid movie. Solid movie, great action. Um, 8.5 might be a little high. I'm going to give it an 8. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it an 8.5. I re- like I said, I really enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. I've watched it multiple times. I'm probably going to watch it again today. Um... Potomac also comes on, so I need to get ready for that. Um, but yeah, I'm ready for more Yelena. I don't think I've ever been so excited. Yeah, and the, there are more shows coming up. I think um, Hawkeye is coming out soon, so is Ms. Marvel. Um, yeah. So have they given dates for those yet? I don't think so. No, they just they both are done filming and everything. So I'm assuming sometime this year. I can see a Hawkeye trailer coming. In like August. Yeah. When yeah. is uh, cause 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 DC normal were going to Comic Con this year. Yeah, I saw that and they, they uh, made that announcement. And now that I think about it, they probably are gonna have Hawkeye because after this, after Black Widow, the whole like street level corner doesn't have anything coming out. So until that much until next year with Moon Knight. So I'd assume that like they gotta have Hawkeye coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be tough. Oh, this is a great time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Definitely, definitely let us know what you guys think about Black Widow. Um, and uh, check us out on Twitter at Another Relaunch. You can also send us any type of uh, questions, concerns, anything you want to give a shout out to at Another Relaunch at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube if you want to watch the show at Another Relaunch TV. Um, you can find me on most social media platforms at Uncanny LZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You can find me at Keenan Lance. So you know there's an underscore at the end. I know that's right. (laughs) All right. Let's get up out of here, y'all, and we will catch y'all next week.